0: Down to business on news
1: sponsored by Bank of Ireland here to support your business as it keeps building for years to come with dedicated
2: business teams now despite all the difficulties we faced during the pandemic Irish people still love buying books reading on Kindle could not replace the physical contact with the printed books joining me in this week's industry review to discuss the book selling industry, I'm delighted to be joined by Maria Dickinson. She's the Managing Director of Dubray Books. Morris Earls is the owner of Books Upstairs in Dublin. And I'm also joined uh, by Jim Power, economist and author of the Economic Impact Report on bookselling in Ireland. So, Jim, we might start with you, if we may. Could you give us an overview of the economic value of bookshops in Ireland? Okay. Thanks,
3: Bobby. Uh, this report is an update on one I did back in 2017. So we have 220 bookshops in Ireland. Um, about 134 of those are independent and 86 are parts of um, l- larger organizations, okay? Um, according to Nielsen's book Bookscan data, um, the turnover in the bookselling sector in 2021 hit 165 million. Okay, um, and that's equivalent to 13.3 million books. 165 million turnover is the highest we've seen, and uh, 13.3 million in volume is the third highest on record. Wow. Uh, The 1,747 people employed in the sector, wage bill of about 44 million, contributes to the exchequer of about 9.6 million in taxation. These bookshops have an incredibly strong regional footprint. Um, and In fact, there's at least one bookshop in every county in Ireland. So that's also important. Yeah. But the overall, I, I worked through, you know, that turnover, the employment, um, the rundown into the publishing industry and all the associated industries, the multiplier effect and all that. And the footprint of the industry in terms of gross value added is around 189 million euro. So a significant contribution to the overall economy.
2: Okay, uh, and that's, that's indeed good news. Maria Dickinson, um, in, when you hear Jim's uh, statistics there, uh, best figures of all time, would you endorse those as, as what's happening on the ground? <sighs>
1: Well, it's incredible to believe we are where we are today, to be honest with you, Bobby. You know, thinking back to this time literally two years ago when we were all, you know, unsure would our businesses make it to the the end of the year. But it's been absolutely remarkable the support that the Irish public have shown for Irish bookshops, shops, shops for Irish authors, Irish publishers during the course of the pandemic. Um, People really turned to reading, you know, yourself. um, And actually it was interesting because most of the growth came in fiction and people really turned to books. You know, they're such a wonderful, solid and distraction when <laughs> when times are tough. So, um, you know, both the, the value of the books themselves and the support for local businesses was absolutely phenomenal, be it shopping online or when we were allowed to do click and collect or, you know, a lot of a lot of local bookshops did um, deliveries themselves. So okay. we had to be pretty ingenious about how we got things from A to B. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, so really
2: what you're saying, Maria, is that during the pandemic, there was certainly, maybe it was time, maybe it was all sorts of things, but there was a renewed... Interest in books. What you're also saying then is that the way that market was served by people like yourselves in Dubray was a combination. Of in store and maybe a greater online presence. Would that be fair to say? Yeah, I mean
1: we, yeah, we had to be closed obviously for <clears> um, <throat> a, um, quite a significant period of time. Um, you know, as we weren't essential retailers. So during that time, and fair play to our booksellers, you know, we we all sort of um, pivoted to selling mm-hmm. online. And you know, some of that business has remained online very definitely. But what was lovely when we reopened was um, just you know people realised how much they'd missed the physical bookshop. Yeah. You know, the conversations, the recommendations, the um, you know you go into a bookshop you can discover something new that you'd never get online you know an algorithm can't recommend something entirely new and different to you that a bookseller can come up with um you know the ambience the browsing all of the wonderful things about shopping um in person people really really relish now
2: okay um let's bring in our third guest morris earls he's the owner of books upstairs morris good morning to you how are you
0: Uh, good morning bobby how are you
2: real good tell us a little bit about your own business first morris
0: well um we're a uh, what's called in the Trade of Specialist Bookshop, we are, we, we carry a very wide stock um, and we're an independent bookshop. We got into the business because uh, we love books and because we wanted to contribute something to the, the city and the community that we live in. Yep. And we've been able to do that over 40 years now. And the prospects are looking uh, quite good. Um, as Marie was saying, the the response of the public um, to local booksellers was uh, amazing and uh, d- as you commented yourself digital uh, digital books have not uh, done away with the physical book or the attraction of the physical book it's a wonderful piece of technology and um for many people it's far superior to the digital product
2: yeah
0: uh, we're looking to the future mm-hmm. now we've uh, sales are sales are strong at the moment we're looking to the future and uh, for us uh, obviously the future is unknown um for us the kind of the character of the city is, is is really where it's at, and how the city is going to change. Um, the jury is out on that. For hybrid working is a is a wonderful and exciting phenomenon for lots of people, and it's really great. And we're hoping that it will make the city a little less uh, frenetic, and will allow uh, for a more leisurely kind of atmosphere, which. contribution mm-hmm. to the cultural fabric of the city uh, we uh, we would welcome moves in that direction. And yeah. um, it's down to mm-hmm. the it's down it, it, as a, this is a business program I suppose it's important to point out that it's really down to to money and um, the city has been financed largely through commercial rates and uh, this could this could be a problem in the future and um, it, it will have to be to be looked at it's uh, continually squeezing uh, commercial uh, businesses to finance the city means that the business that the city takes on a certain character which is not necessarily um, the one that is most appropriate or uh, aligned with yeah. the interests of the people uh, of Dubliners I, so I, we're, we're, we're hoping for further positive progress in, in that direction yeah. more people less <clears throat> uh, a, a, a sustainable tourist industry, a mixture of workers uh, residents and <clears throat> commuters and
2: um, no, you jury is out on
0: that to see whether it's going to happen
2: or not. Well, you're absolutely right, Morris, to point out the changing fabric of the city. Uh, you know the 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 mix of consumers. You know, less people in town, no tourists in any big numbers. Uh, but so we, the the, I suppose what we offer in towns has to change to reflect that. I think that's the point you're making.
0: Well, yes. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think there are lots of opportunities there. I'd like to live in a in a city where family could uh, a couple of times a year go out uh, 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 for a meal and it would be something that they could afford and that a variety of shops could exist, not just those with very high profit margins. Okay.
2: Uh, Jim, can I bring you back in? Um, did your analysis uh, encompass things like coffee shops and bookshops or... I suppose maybe because I know Morris has one in his uh, bookshop. So w- were those figures uh, reflected in your report? yeah, they were
3: trying to capture. They were tr- trying to capture it all in the overall turnover in the sector. Um, I-, I guess I was asked the question um, when I launched this report at the book-selling conference a few weeks back about you know what strategy should the industry pursue in order to make sure that it, you know, continues to um, experience the growth it's experiencing at the moment. And and also, you know, during the pandemic, we saw this love affair with local businesses and bookshops certainly feature prompting this love story. And it's now important, I guess, that this doesn't dissipate and that, you know, we, we, we go back to the habits of old. And in that context, um, I think it's really important to recognize what bookshops did as Marie said, during the lockdown in terms of giving, getting books to the customer. But also, you know, during normal times, bookshops, I think have really upped their game in terms of the services they provide. And part of that, you know, is the coffee uh, facility available in bookshops. You know, I think about the book center in Waterford, for example, um, a coffee shop right in the middle of the store. So all of this sort of, Broader retail initiative, I think, is going to have to be a key part of the <clears throat> model into the future. So, yeah, Bobby, it is. It is captured in yeah. my overall economic analysis. But um, I think increasingly you will see bookshops, um, you know, changing the business model to take more <clears throat> of that sort of offering um, on board. And I think that's very good because, uh, despite the buoyancy of the sector at the moment, you know, there is still um, a lot of challenge out there. You know, the competition from Amazon, uh, the cost of doing business, commercial rates and all of that. And the Mm -hmm. other thing I think is really important to remember is that bookshops are your typical SME, they're your typical local business. So I think overall government policy towards um, the SME sector generally and bookshops in particular, because key part of the fabric of towns and cities, is going to be really important.
2: Maria, could I bring you back in and ask you again about just when we're talking there, with Morris and Jim about the dynamic of the shop. Um, I know Dubray have their own online presence, but do you see that as something that is just running in parallel with your business? Or is it a necessary evil to stay in the game?
1: It's an interesting question, actually, to be honest with you, because we, we had to, obviously we've had um DubrayBox.ie for some time. It was a very small part of the business. Um, and we really provided it more as a customer service um than anything that we regarded as a you know significant part of the business prior to that. But um our view on that I think would have changed quite significantly during the pandemic, seeing the way people interacted with the website. And I think there's a real opportunity, and we're going to be <clears throat> excuse me, investing in our website this year, of providing a similar kind of experience or as similar as possible an experience online for people who are real readers. You know, yeah. fine, Amazon is, is grand for your transactional quick purchase. But, you know, we want to create a website where people can really sort of go engage, discover, you know, get recommendations from booksellers in that sort of online forum and community. So yeah. there's definitely new opportunities there. I think that but
2: it is because I, I get your strategy in a way because, you know, Competing with Amazon online is, a, you know, it's, 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 a, it's going to be a big challenge. But if you can do it subtly and you can do it representing the personality of your shop by way of book reviews and whatever else you do, uh, then, I, then I think you can make it work with, with, with the bricks and mortar presence where ultimately you want to drive people into the store. Um, so I, I, think, I think personally, I think what you're doing is probably a very clever strategy.
1: And I think as well, I mean, something that, you know, we are Irish booksellers on the ground. We know what Irish people want to read. You know, you're looking at Amazon.co.uk, who are uh, presenting the bestsellers from a very, very broad, um, very broad market. So, you know, we're supporting the Irish authors, the Irish publishers. We're showing people what, you know, the the, the local market wants to read in a way that Amazon can't and don't want to. Um, And to be honest... You know, if you look at they, yes, they discount, but they tend to discount the, the UK bestsellers. Um, yeah. Whereas you'll find value on Irish titles in Irish bookshops that you won't find on Amazon. Yeah. And, you know, our service, our turnaround is very quick. There's next day delivery for most Irish booksellers. You know, it's a, the service that we can
2: provide is is really very, very good. Yeah. Morris, did you go down the online route at all in, in Books yeah, Upstairs?
0: Yes, yeah, indeed. Yeah, Bricks, booksupstairs.ie. Yeah. A Tell us more about it. Um, it's a significant element. Um, and it it, it makes a contribution and it's one of the things that that we um, brought uh, addressed during COVID and started up and um, we're very happy with our design and uh, as Maria says we we wanted to reflect our ethos and our values as booksellers and we're getting a very good response from discriminating readers uh, for doing that and we we see it as a long-term element of what we do and again um, the delivery possibilities like next day uh, in many cases uh, is something that uh, at present Amazon uh, don't offer yeah. and um, because they're they're based abroad but Amazon remain a, a very very large challenge and it would be foolish to underestimate them they're about to make a massive investment in in, in Ireland and we'll see what impact that has um yeah. why we don't underestimate it um we're uh, we're 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 happy uh, that that we can we're fairly we're confident that we we have a future as booksellers in the heart of Dublin.
2: Yeah. And tell me this, Morris. Uh, did any trends sort of emerge during the pandemic that have stayed post pandemic in terms of what people were buying and reading? I'd say there was a lot of cookery books sold there was uh, it, it, but is, is there is there anything that has been sustainable or uh, in terms of of change?
0: Well, there's just you know there's just such an enormous range of books out there and they're, they're, that are published and they're published for a reason. The market is very very broad, yeah. and uh, we found that all sectors were selling um, uh, through lockdown, um, from you know the leading bestsellers right through to obscure fiction uh, published forty years ago, and that's how we survive commercially by servicing um, that, the, that, that broad market. We, we, we have a second-hand section, we have a bargain section, we have a very large new section, and we have the online section. And all of those together contribute to make our, our business uh, yeah. viable.
2: Yeah, very interesting to hear the, the, the various uh, dynamics of that of the business. Jim, that's interesting to hear what Morris is saying there, isn't it, in, in terms of the diversity of his business?
3: Yes, absolutely, Bobby. I think that's indicative of how the industry has uh, evolved over recent years. Because the first time I did the report, uh, th- there was a much more downbeat assessment of the industry at that stage. And uh, the industry has responded. Uh, the pandemic, I-, I guess, funnily enough, has actually helped in that regard. But yeah, it's, it's the diversity of the offering. And y- you can see it when you go into bookshops now. You know, it's a, it's a great experience, which you will never get on Amazon.
2: Yeah. Um, Marie, you've opened a couple of new shops uh, since we last spoke. That's, again, encouraging. Tell, tell us more about that.
1: We did indeed, yeah. I mean, we had been, um, we'd opened one new store in late 2019 and had had planned to open more. So um, we were delighted to be able to, to act on that um, in late 2021. So we opened in Dundrum Town Centre and in Cork City Centre Um which were very, very well received. So we we're absolutely delighted with that. You know, it's, it's brilliant to be able to create yeah. new jobs and, um, you know, bring new new places for people to browse. So we've been we've been delighted with that, yeah.
2: And how do you feel about, uh, are you optimistic again about opening more shops in, in, in 2022
1: or 23? We'd certainly be keeping our eyes out, yeah. I mean, this year will bring challenges, you know. There's... Um, you know issues around the cost of living and consumer confidence and so on I think so we yeah. will you know we definitely need the support of our <laughs> of our um, our customers again this year you know our costs will be rising as well so
2: yeah. um,
1: you know it's it's there a there's a, a complicated um a horizon, but um, certainly the relationship between booksellers and readers is, I think, at an all-time high in Ireland at the moment. So okay. we're um, we're looking to support that in any way we can.
2: Well, look, it's fascinating to hear both yourself and Morris in terms of your 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 just the way you've gone about surviving and indeed thriving. So well done to you both. It's great to hear it, and and uh, no doubt uh, Jim Powers' contribution on the economics of such a valuable sector also to be applauded. So thank you one and all for joining us today and every success with your business.
1: Thank you. Thanks, Thanks, Bobby.